0: Welcome to the Dr. Mudgill Podcast, episode 73. We are in the middle of uh, April here. And, um, you know, I think for us public school families, uh, we had this past week off. So I was able to sneak down to Mexico for a few days with my kids. Uh, we had a wonderful time, but now we're back, back at the grind. Uh, you know, my day started in the forest today, I was back in New York City seeing full day of patients. And uh, made it back just in time to record this podcast. So, happy to be back. I hope you all had a wonderful Passover, Easter, if you celebrate either of those holidays. And uh, the format of this podcast is going to be uh hashtag podcast. And um, this is a question we actually get a lot. The question is, does my diet affect my skin? And um, that's a good question. It's a, it's a tough question just to like answer with a you know, very quick answer, like a yes or a no. Uh, but if I were forced to answer that question with yes or no, the answer would of course be yes. Uh, but I'm going to talk about this sort of in multiple formats. So one will be just sort of like globally, um, how diet affects your skin. And then one will be with like more specific issues and some misconceptions with diet and skin. So the first answer is, of course, diet affects your skin. Obviously, if you're eating a healthy, balanced, nutritious diet, it's much better for your skin than a diet, you know. Full of processed, high fatty foods. Um, You know, your skin is your largest organ. You know, there's lots of protein in the skin. There's water in the skin. There are immune cells in the skin. Um, You know, just like any other organ in your body, the more optimized your diet is, the healthier your diet is, the better your organ systems will work. And that goes for your skin as well. Um, so generally, you know, like a high protein diet, which I'm actually a big fan of in general, unless you have some reason not to be consuming a high protein diet, but most of us would benefit from a high protein diet. Now, me personally, I shoot for one gram of protein per pound of body weight a day. So about like 200 grams of protein, which is a lot, but you know, I also, my primary, primary form of exercise is weightlifting. So I need that much protein to support, you know, my, my physique and fitness needs. Uh, But for most folks, you know, you could probably benefit from eating more protein than you are eating. Um, Obviously, you need carbohydrates, too, just as a form of energy. And then healthy fats. So fats, you know, like avocados, nuts, olive oils, those sorts of things. You know, those are very good for your body overall and, you know, very good for your skin, maintaining its uh, lipid barrier, etc. So going back to, you know, the actual macronutrients, you know, collagen is made of protein collagen is a protein so you know you see a lot out there that folks are eating these like collagen peptides or making collagen protein shakes you know to benefit their skin now that's total bullshit i mean there's no reason if you like collagen protein shakes and you know you want to supplement your diet with collagen protein shakes that's fine i mean it's protein proteins when you consume them they're broken down to amino acids and your body uses those amino acids as it needs to But protein is protein. So, you know, if you were to have, say, like a whey protein shake or just a piece of chicken, your body will use those proteins in the same way. It breaks those proteins down into amino acids and, uh, you know, uses them as it sees fit. So um, specific skin-targeted, you know, uh, nutritional supplements, and there's tons of them out there, uh, they kind of make me cringe a little bit because you're kind of like preaching to or you're trying to pander to a vulnerable clientele right Like, if I were to say to somebody hey you know buy Dr. Mudgill's skin protein powder for 50 bucks my hope <laughs> I would think a lot of people would want to buy it because this is a protein powder made by a dermatologist and it says it has collagen peptides It's healthy for your skin I don't would never ever ever do something like that because I think it's charlatanism um, I think you know when you're kind of you know or if I've made some magical serum you know Dr. Mudgill's magical anti-aging serum and you know I put the hyaluronic acid and vitamin E and vitamin C in it, that too I would consider charlatanism because there's really no science, hard science, behind any of that stuff. Um, so you, know, you have to be careful in how products are packaged. So the answer is yes. Protein is very important for your skin. Healthy fats are very important for your skin. But you know, you don't necessarily need to be consuming nutrients that are saying you know skin healthy protein shake because that's just total BS. And they're probably upcharging you for something that a much cheaper good supplement would provide you or just the best thing to do is actually try to consume the whole foods, a true protein source, a true lipid source, etc. Now, to get back to, like, sort of specific issues, so I have a lot of patients that come to see me and say, hey, you know, I've been breaking out a lot, so I'm eating, like, a gluten-free diet and a dairy-free diet, you know, all these elimination diets. And, um... Listen, this, if you were to Google, like, you know, gluten and acne or dairy and acne, you're going to see a million hits that said, yeah, I eliminated gluten from my diet. My skin became perfectly clear. I eliminated dairy from my diet. My skin miraculously improved. Um, but the truth is, like, none of those blogs or, you know, someone's Instagram post or TikTok post where they're claiming these things, none of that stuff is actually rooted in any science at all. It's like, you know, one person's experience with one particular elimination uh, diet. You know, if you were to just look at like real numbers and again, no one really knows the actual numbers, but say gluten, for instance, folks that are truly like allergic to gluten, it's, I think the number is like 0.5 or 0.6% of the entire population. So that's like literally five or six people out of a thousand people are actually allergic to gluten. Some folks, a larger number of folks are gluten sensitive. And again, that's also somewhat controversial, but that's maybe five or 6% of people, you know, can be uh, categorized as gluten sensitive. Uh, So again, that's five or six people out of 100, you know, 94, 95 or 94 people out of 100 aren't sensitive to gluten. So I'm not saying that you should, you know, you need to consume gluten or dairy, but I'm saying it's probably not the cause of your skin issues and eliminating them is probably not going to help you. Um, That being said, um, certain conditions can be exacerbated by dairy, let's say. So, you know, if you're someone who has acne, um, some patients are sensitive to dairy who have acne. Not, Not all patients. In fact, most patients are not sensitive to dairy who have acne. But some patients will notice a correlation between a cystic acne flare and consumption of dairy. So if you fall into that subset of folks like, hey, you had you know, a glass of milk and the next day you broke out, then yeah, you might be sensitive to dairy. It might be something you want to avoid. Same thing with like high glycemic foods, like sugary foods, pastries, donuts, candy. I mean, that stuff's just not good for you anyways. It's not good for any of your organ systems. Um, but if you're acne prone, that certainly can exacerbate. You know, a breakout again. That's not everybody, but if you're someone who you know eats a Snickers bar, and the next day you're breaking out with zits, you might be sensitive to high sugary foods, to high glycemic index foods. Uh, conditions like rosacea. There are certain food triggers for folks. Red wine is a classic trigger for folks with rosacea. It Can either make you flush if you have rosacea, or it can you know cause you to break out. Someone who has acne, rosacea, spicy foods. Can be a potential trigger for a rosacea exacerbation in you know those sensitive to spicy foods. (laughs) Caffeine can trigger rosacea in some folks. Um, Hot drinks like tea and coffee can do that as well. So again, this is more of like on an individual basis. Even for someone with rosacea, someone with rosacea may not be sensitive to spicy foods, but they might be sensitive to red wine and. The key is to take your personal inventory and uh, you know take into account your diet and any potential exacerbations with foods that you may be thinking exacerbate you know whatever inflammatory skin condition you may be suffering from. But I can tell you by and large, um, as long as you're consuming a balanced, healthy diet, you know consuming nutritious foods. You're uh, cognizant of the macronutrient breakdown of the foods you're eating and your overall daily food requirements. You are observing um, and attentive to your daily caloric intake requirements. Um, generally, you know, you don't need to really eliminate anything. And you know, again, I don't love when folks just will like globally eliminate dairy and gluten with no real. Uh, you know, either underlying diagnosis of gluten sensitivity or dairy sensitivity or no personal history of having an exacerbation of any underlying skin condition by consuming dairy or gluten containing foods. So that's my answer. My long winded answer to this uh, hashtag Ask Dr. McGill series post. So does my diet impact my skin? Yes, it impacts your skin. But the impact may vary from person to person. So, again, it's important to eat a balanced, nutritious diet rich in foods that contain protein, healthy fats. I didn't mention this, but antioxidants. So, you know, like colorful berries, those sort of things, they help your skin and your body in general fight off inflammation. But I wouldn't be so quick to jump to eliminating things like dairy and gluten unless you either carry an underlying diagnosis, which was made by a board certified physician or you have like a personal history or anecdotal evidence of consuming dairy and it making you break out or consuming gluten and making your eczema worse, et cetera. So I hope that answers your question. I hope you all have a wonderful restful weekend. Let's get it.